Hey NAI football fans, John Cooper and Corey Thorpe here back for another interview session with Coach Reichel from St. Thomas University straight out of Miami. They are starting football in the fall of 2019. They are doing great stuff. If you follow them on Twitter, you can see that they are making moves in the recruiting game. They are calling themselves Commit City, and I love that because who wouldn't want to go play in Miami? We are in Tallahassee, Florida, uh, about eight hours north of him, and I surely wish I was in Miami. Coach, how are you doing today? Good, good. A little bit crazy as usual, but um, I'm doing great. Coach, we are excited to talk to you because today is kind of a unique interview, and it's the first one we've done. You are starting a brand spanking new program out of Miami, a very talented, rich area. Uh, for our listeners that don't know you, you were a lineman, offensive guard, I believe, at Mountain Union, won three, two or three national championships, Coach. Correct me. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be a part of three of them. Wow. So three Division three national championships at a powerhouse. And what's very unique is, Coach, we see NAI programs start all the time, and some have huge success, and some take a long time to grow and flourish. But you've been a part of this before. And, Coach, can you just tell us a little bit about that at Notre Dame College, of starting a program? Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty unique that uh... – I have the opportunity to do this twice, and it's a, a crazy experience, a fun experience, a kind of a big responsibility. But uh, it, it came about that our president, uh, Dave Armstrong, uh, a big football fan that I, I, I spoke on it before, I think that uh, I'm one of the only people in the country, I think, besides Bo Pelini at Youngstown State, that he has uh, Jim Trussell. And I'm fortunate enough to have a president that uh, started his career in higher academics as a football coach in a small school in Pennsylvania. So, uh, He's a football guy that worked into that kind of administrative role and, and, and kind of was the vice president at Notre Dame College in Cleveland when we started. And we actually started that program as an NAI program that, that moved to Division II, uh, mostly because there, there's not many NAI schools in, in Ohio anymore. For a kind of small scholarship football, that was that was the best route for us. But uh, kind of learned from some of those experiences and, and kind of from him from the administrative side and me from the kind of coaching and recruiting side, kind of uh, kind of obviously learned what what to do and and what to kind of change a little bit and and what to make it great. Coach, I I love hearing that, and I love hearing the relationship that you and President Armstrong have because not many are lucky enough to have that relationship. Coach, what do you think the one or two successful things that you have did or that the Notre Dame College program as a whole did first starting out that made it successful today? Um, I, I think it's first and foremost, it, it's about what your recruiting area is. And up there, we were pretty fortunate that uh, Northeast Ohio and kind of those surrounding states uh, is, is a pretty good area for high school football and, and student athletes and things like that. And when you look at here, we're in South Florida. I mean, everybody in the country comes to recruit South Florida, and we're fortunate enough to call it home. Uh, and I think the other part of it is. Um, you can't have success without a great administration. And I explained to you kind of President Armstrong and his background and how it relates to us specifically for football, but uh, athletics in general, if you don't have a great administration uh, that's going to support you at the college level or high school level for that matter, it's really tough. And I think that's uh, really kind of uh, under the microscope when, when you're starting a program from scratch. It's, it's important no matter what, but when you're starting a program from scratch, uh, you need people that kind of 
understand that recruitment process or are willing to work with you to, to get what you need uh, to, to make sure that these guys have a great experience and it really kind of enhances um, their, their, their college experience. Coach, uh, there are a lot of NAIA teams in the Midwest, and I, for one, want to make them really, really jealous right now. What is the temperature in Miami, Florida right now? Oh, that's the, that's the beauty of this place. That uh, Today, was the, it rained a little bit today, so to, to put it in perspective, my parents are still in Cleveland, uh, my brother, and there's a lot of family and friends up there, and I know they're battling uh, through the Midwest, those snowstorms and ice storms and everything else, and today, I think when I walked over to the office about 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, it was already like 77 degrees. Uh, oh, so um, I, I've turned kind of into a wimp uh, that I, <laughs> I was in Georgia the past three years and, and came down to Florida, and I don't know if I can do snow again. Uh, I, uh, if it gets into about the 50s or 60s now, I used to be out there uh, in my T-shirt and shorts like uh, like it was nothing, and now I need to put a couple sweatshirts on just to, just to survive. You and me both, Coach. That's, that's totally, totally me as well. Um, for those people who, who aren't familiar with the process – um, kind of take me through a 30,000-foot view um, look at what how, how do you start a college football team from scratch? How, how do you do that in, in a process of time? Well, um, I, I think that the most important thing people ask is, how, like you are just saying, how, how are you going to start this and how are you going to manage it? And there's a couple different ways. First and foremost, it, it seems like a daunting task, and, it, and it, sometimes it is, and you have to kind of take it day by day. If you look at the big picture and try to start to think about how am I going to be out there practicing in August, you, you're not going to survive. you you gotta, you got to kind of take it one step at a time. Um, the, the other part of that is it's all about recruiting. Everything else will fall into place, but you, to, in order to have a team, um, you obviously have to have players. Uh, so we've kind of hit the ground running, and our major focus has been recruiting. I think I kind of told everybody when I got here, I go, I, I know we have plenty to do, and it's going to be crazy with the amount of work we have to get done. Uh, but at the end of the day, I knew the uniforms had to be designed and ordered before the end of January uh, because that, that's a time-sensitive uh, thing. And the other part of it was uh, we, we got to recruit. So those are the only two things that I've really been focused on. And uh, probably the hardest part of, of starting a football program is having a schedule. Uh, our athletic director, Laura Courtley Todd, she, she's fantastic. Um, she, she's been so helpful as, as we've started this down here in, in Florida. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you have to have a schedule. And to, to try to schedule kind of a whole bunch of games as an independent or things like that, it, it, you got to do that a couple years out uh, in order to provide enough uh, time to, to get people to play you both home and away. And uh, she did a great job of getting us in, in a great conference uh, and obviously being in a great division with these small scholarship schools down here. Uh, so we're, we're fortunate to be able to hit the ground running and really kick off here in 2019. Coach, I think one of the advantages, and I think you guys are going to really scaffold off each other, that Sun Division ranges all the way from Montgomery now to, to Miami, basically. But there's a lot of neighborhood teams over there with Southeastern, Kaiser, um, Warner, Weber, Edward Waters up in Jacksonville, Ava Maria. You know, it's going to be a very competitive division there. What do you think um, What do you think would set St. Thomas apart maybe five years down the road? 
Um, I, I think obviously everybody has access to where they can recruit here in Florida, and there's fantastic football players everywhere. I'm a big believer that if, if, if you're going to have a successful football program, no matter where you're at, you have to really be really good in your own backyard uh, in recruiting. Um, so we're very fortunate to, to have basically from Palm Beach uh, down into Fort Myers, down obviously into Dade County and Broward here in Florida for us to have some uh, a great population and, and some really good student athletes that, that we can uh, hopefully get here to come play for us. And uh, I, I think that kind of two-hour radius for us uh, gives us a huge advantage to, to really get some of the top talent uh, that, that sometimes uh, does, don't have other opportunities and, and things like that in order to play for us. So uh, I think with the education, I think that's a big deal for us too, that uh, St. Thomas University is, is an outstanding school. So when you, uh, when you match uh, an outstanding education uh, with, with an opportunity to continue your athletic career, uh, you can attract some uh, pretty special people. Coach, uh, obviously you are an offensively-minded coach. Um, just give us a, a quick rundown of, of the system offensively that you want to run at St. Thomas. Um, I, I think what we are, we're, we're a no-huddle team, uh, up-tempo. Uh, want to run a lot of plays and, and score a lot of points and, and make it fun. And I think the way that we play football is, is very conducive and, and it really bleeds South Florida. And that, that's what that's what we are. That's what we want to be. But regardless of if it's offense or defense or special teams, uh, we want to play fast and we want to play physical and we want to have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and I think when you look at the way we play offensively, that has to match kind of some of your philosophies defensively. So we, we expect to be a pretty aggressive team on defense and, and have kind of some of those same thoughts and attract those same athletes, and, and really put it together to, to complement both sides of the ball. Coach, you know, I was watching some of the film and clips back from when you were the OC at Savannah State. I, I saw a lot of uh, slot, open slot and split stack formations out of the backfield, utilizing your H-back and whatnot. Uh, I, I think you already answered it, but I think you're going to have a lot of luck just getting your athletes out in the space. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some tremendous athletes down here, and uh, th th those athletes make you look like a lot better coach more, more times than not. Uh, you just have to get them up the ball and, and put them right in the positions to be successful. And I, we're, we're, I, I usually classify us as a multiple pro type team um, because we're going to play with anywhere from a tight end in tight, two backs in the backfield, double tight to four or five wide empty. Uh, and it's really going to be conducive to what we need to do to get our best players on the field and get them the football. And if that's, we got three or four wide receivers that are kind of uh, in that game that are a little bit ahead of some of those running backs or something else that we're going to put them in a position to, to be successful and, and vice versa, that you have to, you have to fit the guys uh, kind of to what they do best and, and kind of form your system around that, I think is, is the only way that to, to, to be successful. Coach, uh, I want to hit one more thing, and then I'm going to let Corey ask a couple more questions. But you just you said earlier that you guys had a basically a short timetable to get things running. I know you mentioned about recruiting. Um, I want to focus more on the coaching part. Uh, it's hard to develop a coaching staff that you trust and put around you. And uh, I just want to ask uh, any updates on how that's going. Yeah, I brought uh, two fantastic guys down here with me. Um, uh, Nate Scola and, and Tony Niemeyer were with me in Savannah, uh, and uh, Tony has been with me kind of for a long time from our days back at Notre Dame and, and those type of things. So uh, obviously, I think you, you have to you have to bring people you trust. This is a lot of work and uh, a lot of time and things like that. 
But uh, at the end of the day, that, that you have to have some fun with your coaching staff and be around guys that you really mesh with well. So they're with me here now. Um, we're, we're kind of currently going to add some coaches here soon and kind of continue to build out the staff. But uh, we were fortunate enough to bring in a good handful of guys to join us in January here, um, but we're not really going to have a uh, – a traditional spring ball or anything. We're, we're kind of into our strength and conditioning program and kind of getting these guys organized. Probably most importantly, getting them going to class uh, just so we can have some guys that have already been here a little bit that we're not going to have really many upperclassmen on this team. But I, I thought it was important to get some guys here to, to kind of when uh, go through the everyday life of being a student at St. Thomas. So when we get to August, everybody is not brand new. Um, and with that being said, we, we don't necessarily need a full coaching staff to, to, to do that. So we'll be building out our coaching staff uh, as we populate the program um, and, and have kind of everybody that we need in place once we get later here in the summer and then really get it ready to kick off and uh, start preparing for the season. So I know we have, have some good guys in mind and some guys, obviously, that are that are very interested in, in uh, being down here in this environment. And I, I think we'll, we'll put an outstanding coaching staff together that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. That makes perfect sense to me, Coach. Um, I do have to come clean. I am a die-hard Florida State fan, and and, okay. and as such, the uh, the other school that resides uh, in, in and around your area is uh, is is Miami. Um, so so I'm gonna put you on the spot just a little. Who wins a national championship first, St. Thomas or Miami? Well, I, don't, I don't know if I can go that far. You might make a lot of people mad down here that I'm trying to I'm trying to build fans, not not make enemies. But uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think that they have a very good program going, and uh, I, I think we have a lot of things to offer as well. Kind of, I don't know if you can compare apples to apples there, but uh, I'm always going to bet on myself and then go with St. Thomas. So, Coach, I, I absolutely love that answer. Um, you know, as a NAI guy myself, I played at Faulkner, and you're a Division Three guy. You played for basically Division Three royalty. But the, here's the thing: you understand the small school grind. Do you find that will be very relatable to the players coming in for you to play for you? I believe so. I mean, I say every day. I I, I had a wonderful experience at Mount Union. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Uh, not only as a football player, but as a student and and being a part of that campus and everything. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to provide here, that I had a great experience uh, not only going to school, like I said, but as a football player, and that's what I want our guys to have. Uh, it's very important to me um, that not only they come here and we win a lot of football games and have a lot of fun doing it, but uh, when they leave here, when they're done in four years, that they say that this was a great decision and uh, it was just a fantastic four or five years of their life. Um, so I, I think that's part of it. And I, I think the other part of it is I, I tell them all the time, I would have never survived in a big school. I'm not a big school person where uh, it's you got a ton of people in your class and things like that. I, I think the individual attention uh, that's provided with, with a place like St. Thomas where the professors really know who you are and are willing to work with you and communicate with our coaching staff and, and have a great relationship, it really enhances your education um, to, to make it easier, obviously, to, to get the grades that you're, that you're competing for and, and also – um, to kind of make it more enjoyable as you go through it. Coach, um, think forward a little bit um, to beginning of, of next year, beginning of 2020. And um, at, at that point, what, what, do, uh, what do you and the football team have to have accomplished in the 2019 season for you to look back and go, you know, that was a success. 
Um, I, I have no doubt that it'll be successful. I guess whatever way you want to spin it, uh, there, there's there's different things I think you look for as a coach all the time. Um, we, we're going to go out there and we're going to expect to win every game. Uh, if you don't expect that, then you, then you shouldn't be playing. So the expectation is to, to win whenever we get a, we have a chance to compete on, on those Saturdays. Um, at the end of the day, when we get into 2020, we'll, we'll kind of look back and see some of the things that we didn't do well and some of the things that we can improve on. And, and just like every year, regardless of, of what position you are, if you've had a team that's been around for 100 years or you're, you're brand new like us, I think you just have to – see what you have to adjust based on your surroundings and, and be willing to change and make the adjustments necessary to, to put your guys in a position to be successful. Coach, I, I want to hit back to what you answered at previously. Um, I love what, you, what you're talking about with the small school setting. When I was at my small college, I would have a 7 a.m. class during the off season. I could literally wake up at 6.45, roll out of bed, put on some pair of shorts and shirt and go to class. Um, my small school, our study settings, the professor would invite us over for dinner. The small, the class sizes were small. Everything was better to me. I'm like you. I would not have made it at a, uh, a large school. So to the, to the kids listening out there, small schools definitely have their advantage. Um, last question, coach, and we're just going to wrap it up. And I, th- I think this will be a pretty easy one. Um, you talked about doing uniform design previously and getting that out of the way what primary color can we expect from st thomas i see blue and red a lot but i also see like shades of a a brown or a dark maroon will we see that yeah that uh we're unique that we have a color combo that we also have a little of that carolina blue in there that's kind of an option um i think as you start a program that there's a lot of different expenses that, that are obviously involved so it's not like you're rolling out like Oregon right off the bat and have 5,000 different uniform combinations. Um, so uh, our primary colors, we're going to uh, go kind of traditional and uh, kind of support the university where we have the navy and have that cardinal maroon color in there and obviously uh, that, that white color that you're going to use on the road and, and that type of thing. And then as we're fortunate enough to build the program and, and continue to design some more uniforms and add to our inventory, uh, we'll kind of incorporate some of those more special colors for uh, for some unique stuff in the future. Coach Reichel, I appreciate you so much for dropping in on this interview. Uh, listeners, you can follow him on Twitter, whatever social media. St. Thomas is definitely worth the follow. I met some of their guys as they were scouting out the national championship game up in Daytona and class act people. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for stopping with us, and I hope we uh, get to catch up with you soon. No, thank you, and thank you for all that you guys do for uh – the NAI and small college football that uh, kind of you pumping this stuff out really really helps in adding to the experience for these student athletes and, and I appreciate that too. Yes sir coach I appreciate it and we'll talk soon. Thanks coach. Alright thank you. Hey NAI football fans you just listened to a interview with coach Reichel at St. Thomas University. They are starting off the 2019 season as their inaugural season. They will be competing Soon in the Mid-South Conference. Corey, what's your hot take for the interview we just had? You know, a lot of teams that, that we see, um, you know, I, I think a lot of coaches would be very jealous of the relationship that Coach Reichel has with President Armstrong and just how closely they work together. To me, there's nothing that signals 
that you're going to be a good football program, like a good relationship between a president and a head coach. I totally agree with that. Um, we talk to NAIA coaches all the time that basically have dogfights with their administration and their administration is not willing to compromise. And then we have talks with coaches like Coach Reichel where their administration is fully on board and uh, ready to help the football program flourish. So we expect good stuff coming from St. Thomas University. Um, it's going to be exciting. Florida now is becoming a hotbed for NAIA football. So it's going to be Interesting to see if one of them eventually pops up on the national scene. In Florida, we now have St. Thomas coming in, Ava Maria, Warner, Weber, Southeastern, Edward Waters. That's six. I feel like I'm missing one. Kaiser. Kaiser, Kaiser Seahawks. We didn't miss you, Kaiser. We know, baby. Okay, The bright blue, powder blue, and dark blue. So uh, that's that's impressive. For the state of Florida to have that many. And you know, there's a lot of low, I won't say low-rated recruits, but maybe some recruits that have fallen through the cracks that can make an impact at one of these schools. And I know St. Thomas is excited to get there because they're even in a more compounded hotbed being right mm -hmm. in Miami. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And so the Mid-South Sun is definitely heating up. And it's going to be exciting to see where that goes. As far as any other NAI football news, guys, there's not much to report out there. But let me put one thing on your mind, okay? While we are independent, we have seen just the conversations, nothing, nothing to run with. But we want you to tweet at us at NAIFball of maybe some bowl games of some teams that missed the NAI playoffs and the Division II playoffs and maybe get those two matched up. What would you think about that? That's been a hot topic for us. But as far as John Cooper, Corey Thorpe for NAI F-Ball, have a great night.